Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from our mobile Mercedes man cave. This is Dan Patrick. Ah, oh, we made it to a Friday. The trigger needs Friday at that. This might be this might be the best crowd we've had. All right, all week long. But we have this group in front of us cheering, and then there's people down the sidelines here on our football field, and nobody's cheering over there. They're waving. What the hell are you doing? That's the hungover people over there, apparently. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, I'm Dan Patrick, along with the Danettes, Seton, Pauly, Fritzie, and McLovin. Our final day here in Miami as we get ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. Great guest list. Christian McCaffrey will join us on loan from the Carolina Panthers. Russell Wilson Jr. the third will stop by, as will Joe Burrow, the former LSU quarterback. And Eric Stone Street, the uh, actor from Modern Family, big Chiefs fan, and he's got a beef with me, but um, I'm going to change up the bet we have. i got to pay off my bet from last year when I thought the Chargers would go farther than the Chiefs. And uh, I picked the Chiefs this year to win the Super Bowl, so we should be pretty good. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a different bet with Eric Stone Street. That will be coming up a little bit later on. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, good luck. Mario might answer the phone, might email. Good luck. And, and maybe answer your Twitter. But uh, go ahead, try uh, DP Show on Twitter at DP Show, 877-3DP-SHOW, and email address dp at danpatrick.com. I mean, I'd say don't bother, but, you know, I'm supposed to do this and just give you an option. If you'd like to, maybe call, you can, or email, or tweet. And uh, we say good morning to our radio partners and TV partners, DirecTV Audience Network, they make all of this possible, all the great folks there in Los Angeles behind the scenes to bring this uh, TV product to you. And BR Live also carries all three hours, and uh, you can stream that for free. Uh, there's no doubt this year's Super Bowl week was defined by Kobe Bryant. It got me thinking about the things I get to do. Every day I speak to young men and women who happen to be great athletes, and I think what gets lost in that sometimes is how interesting they can be. I mentioned this a couple of times, certainly on Monday with Kobe, the thing that stood out above everything else, all of his traits, was his curiosity. He had an intellectual curiosity that was tough to match. And a lot of athletes that I've spoken to this week have been impressive in their own right. I think of the humility of Saquon Barkley, who actually said, can I call you? I want to find out more about being in this business. And here he is, what, after his second year in the NFL. But I said, start thinking about these things if this is a career that you want to have. Gardner Minshew, the individuality of him. He came in and he looked like a rock star and a lot of personality there. The humor of Derrick Henry surprised us. He was one of my favorite guests this week. The normalness of Kirk D. Cousins when he came in. And then there are the legends, Big Poppy, Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin. I'm privileged. I get to talk to these people every day, and I appreciate that opportunity. We played the interview on Monday, the last time I spoke to Kobe, which was two years ago. You know, you can't help but think I'd love to have one more interview with him. But, you know, you were able to talk to him, and you talked about interesting things. I talked about his daughter in the first minute of that interview, and he was so proud of all of those daughters. But, you know, that influence has been felt on a generation of athletes. We had everybody who was impacted by Michael Jordan, and then now you have this next wave of athletes who all have Kobe Bryant stories. 
you know, David Ortiz, Big Poppy came on and he said he was like, you know, the kid who goes to the ice cream truck when he saw Kobe Bryant. And he said, I'm growing up in the Dominican uh, Republic and I wanted to play basketball. Derek Henry said he was at the ESPYs and he saw Kobe and he said he couldn't go up to Kobe. Here he is. He, he said, I froze. Kobe walked right by and I didn't say anything. And, you know, he couldn't help but think you'd love to have that moment back. But I think, you know, the lesson that's been learned with all of this is it allows us to reflect, forces us to reflect, whether it's our relationship with somebody that we might not get along with or with our children, what you do, how, how invested are you with them. And that's a good thing. Uh, tonight the Lakers will honor Kobe Bryant, and I don't envy them with trying to put this together and how do you do it in a way that it captures Kobe Bryant. And you can't really capture him tonight in a tribute how long is the video? Who shows up? It's Hollywood. But you know what? They, they needed some time. They asked for time. And we were going to have a game on Tuesday. Now you have the game coming up tonight. And I, I hope it's a night that people can walk away and, and feel like they, you know, they captured Kobe Bryant as best they could and had the right people there. Whatever they have in store for us, we'll all be watching. McLovin, you got a poll question for me today. Uh, yeah, we have a bunch of Super Bowl ones. Uh, I want, we were talking a lot of betting. If we put out the poll, are you making a bet on the Super Bowl? What, do you, what percentage of the audience do you think would be yes? Well, are you betting with friends? Are you betting with a bookie? Are you betting with Vegas? I, I mean, I don't think it matters. If you're putting out money on this game, what percentage, say there are 50 million or 100 million watch it, do you think over 50% are betting on it? But if you get those squares, those... Yeah, that's a bet. Is, okay. I'm going to say probably 80% of people will be betting on the Super Bowl. And in some way, shape, or form. 90% of that group is betting. Oh, the audience is there? 100% are losing their bet. I can pretty much guarantee that. Unless you're going with the Chiefs like I am. Okay. All right. And then next segment, I'll say the Niners, and you'll probably do the same thing. We, we were looking at who has the long odds here for the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Now, Paulie's got a bet in. He's got the Niners, and you have uh, Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I wrapped that bad boy up uh, two days ago. Okay. So Paulie's got his bet in, and I said, well, is there a long shot here? Is there somebody that you go, I might be able to make some money if this guy comes up with a big play, an interception, or... I don't know the odds with uh, Kittle and Kelsey. They seem like they're pretty good odds if they could be MVP. Yeah, Paul. If you put 100 bucks on Travis Kelsey, you win 1500 100 bucks on Tyreek Hill gets you 1500 How about this one? Nick Bosa, 100 bucks would win you $1,800. Mm. Two sacks gets it to you. you know I mean? Two and a half sacks? No. No. How about um, Tyron Matthew? $100 gets you $6,000. All right, you get a couple interceptions there. All right. You got anybody else? Yes, oh, you know, yeah. Now, everyone would think Frank Clark has the most boring, weird name on the Frank Clark. Field, but no, Fred Warner at 1,500 is about 15th on the list. And Fred, Fred Warner. Warner, who has played, I guess, 100% of the snaps, uh, he's only behind Richard Sherman on passes defended. He's a linebacker. Uh, and apparently he's been coming on strong in the postseason. So, do you know, remember Malcolm Smith on the Seahawks? That yes. random linebacker yes. who won it? Yeah. Maybe he's this year's Malcolm Smith. Normal name, big game. Fred Warner. He's a football player? Yeah. He's linebacker with the Niners, apparently. Fred. Yeah. He's not the team accountant. You don't find too many people named Fred anymore, do you? Come on down to Fred Warner Chevrolet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it is. Fred yeah. Warner Chevrolet. I saw him interviewed. He seems like a, a great guy and he's a good football player. But, but do you change your name to Fredo or Freddy? F-stop. Like, what do you do? F-stop. <laughs> do we do a uh, draft greatest Freds? Oh. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. Right said Fred. Both right. of them? You get both? Yeah. Well, and neither are neither of those guys are named Fred, by the way. So I'd go right said Fred. Fred Dreyer? Good call. Yeah. Connor. <laughs> Downtown <laughs> Freddie Brown? Yeah, Freddie Brown. I like that one, too. Paulie? He wasn't a great brother, but Fredo Corleone. Can I shoehorn him in? You wow, can. You can. I mean, why would that go Fred Rogers? It's a year of Mr. Rogers. You're right. Good okay. call. All right. Uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, yes, of the Raptors. Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> he should change both names, the first yes, and the last. He should be Freddie Van Fleet. That was double-barreled there. Yeah. Paulie? I think my favorite uh, football player on name-wise, 
Jaquiski Tart. That sounds like a Key and Peel name, but he's a good defensive back. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about Freddy. I'm sorry. Fred, not Jaquiski Tart. His brother's named Fred Tart. That sounds like something you drink. Uh, how do you like your Jaquiski? Uh, Tart, please. <laughs> <laughs> On the rocks. Todd, you got an over? That would be a good boxing name. You call him Sweet. Fred McGriff. Fred, Fred McGriff. Good yeah. call. I had Fred Flintstone, which I thought could pop everybody. I know it's an inanimate, it's a, not a real person, but still, Fred Flintstone. Wait. There's not a, I saw that movie on the plane. I know. You talked for a little while. I'm here to tell you it's not. Yes, McLeod. Also, Frank Clark. That's another name nobody names. Frank. Frank. No one names their kid Frank anymore. And you don't have a fearsome defensive pass rusher named Frank. Frank. Uh-oh, here comes Frank. I mean, he's really good for the Chiefs. <laughs> and a cameraman named Frank, too. Yeah. yeah. Not okay. as famous as that person. Thank you, Todd. Frank Thomas. Oh, okay. Frank, Frank, yeah. Frank White, old Royal second baseman. Yeah. I think we pretty much exhausted this. <laughs> Fred Willard? Ooh, Fred Willard, best in show. Fred Arneson. I think we have super odds are amazing. The fact that it goes to two quarterbacks that Raheem Mostert is third. I mean, he's way ahead of I know. Kittle. How did this happen? Is it because Paulie said it on Tuesday, the odds shot up, and it's like, it is. Uh, how can he possibly be third? Well, I think the Tevin Coleman injury, and if you yeah. have him getting most of the touches and they run the football the way they have been, then maybe he's going to get, you know, 180 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But the, you know, Tevin Coleman had 100 yards a game before his big game, so, and he's going to play. So no. It's hard to – and none of, like, Tariq Hill or Travis Kelsey, none of those guys are clear front runners. Well, no, it's, it's Mahomes. It feels like if the Chiefs win, it's Mahomes. Because you feel like he, he has to do something pretty great if they're going to win. Because that's the difference in this point spread, in my opinion. The Niners are a better team all around. Both sides of the ball, but the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, McClellan. Another poll option. Which coach do you trust more, Andy Reid or Kyle Shanahan? Both have had they've had their issues over the years. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big game, fourth quarter. You're looking at those sidelines. Can somebody help Andy with clock management? That's what I want to know. It's been the same question for decades, going back to Philly. I'm, I'm going to go Andy Reid. I can trust a little bit more. Why is it that Kyle Shanahan gets all the blame for 28-3 to 3 and not Dan Quinn, who's the head coach? Like, how many offensive coordinators get blamed? Right? It's like the Cowboys with Kellen Moore. You know, the, Jason Garrett would always get blamed when the offense wasn't very good. And then when it was, we go, that Kellen Moore's done a great job as their offensive coordinator. Yeah, McClub. Don't we blame Pete Carroll for the Russell Wilson interception and not the coordinator? Well, Daryl Bevel is the one who he got he gets blamed. He does. Okay. Yeah, he does get blamed. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't know if we need to bring that up. Russell Wilson's joining us here about an hour from now. Yes, Paul. If you're the Niners head coach, would you rather be up 27-3 or 29-3 instead of 28-3? I know you want the big lead, but you don't want that number staring you in the face as you head to the locker room. I know you want a gigantic lead, but how about a nice 27-3? I, I think if you said to Kyle Shanahan you're going to be up 28-3 again, oh. I think he would take that. That's pucker time. Now. Yeah, I think he would take that. I think the Chiefs were down 27-3 against the Texans. Wasn't that a score at one point or something like They know, were down 24 nothing, right? 24 nothing, and then it became, I think it was a 27-3 or something, but... Uh, yeah, I guess the Chiefs 28-3 is not enough. It's a Traeger Meat Friday, and uh, that means we got the grills that will be coming up here uh, at our man cave in Miami. Traeger Grills will have you cooking like an MVP with that big game. You uh, can be a rookie and still cook great things on that Traeger Grill. You can head to your local dealer or visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. All right, so uh, we got Christian McCaffrey joining us uh, in about 10 minutes. What poll, a poll question are we going to settle on there, McLevin? Paulie has a, a relevant one to all of us. Oh, that's rare. On uh, watching the game. We have a relevant poll question. Kind of. All right, let's say someone gave you a choice, two free things this morning. You're just sitting at home. You give a free plane ticket, hotel room for the weekend, and ticket to the Super Bowl. It's pretty expensive. And a one ticket. Or you could have a brand new 75-inch big screen TV dropped off at your house for free. How much is that 75-inch TV? Two grand. Like the highest end, whatever the highest end is. High-end ones get pretty pricey. No, like, those like super thin ones. Yeah. yeah, let's say it's three grand for the best three one. Three grand. The best 75-inch TV or a trip to the Super Bowl. And let's say they either is my team playing in the Super Bowl. Nope. Okay. I got to take that out of it. Um, how long do I get to go to Miami for? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I I, I would take the experience of going to the Super Bowl. Who would take the TV here? 
feel like I'm Wayne Brady here or Drew Carey on The Price is Right. Who wants the TV? I went to the Super Bowl once, and all I could think of was, man, I wish I was watching this on TV. <laughs> a big one. <laughs> a nice big one. Yes, uh, that'd be pretty sweet right now. Yes, McLovin. I have to admit something. I think two more days in Miami would be more than enough for me. I don't need to spend three more days here. I, it's just too sunny. I can't, I can't vibe with this town. It's I, too sunny. It's too nice and beautiful. Everyone's gorgeous wearing thong bikinis and speedos, and I'm walking around in my sweater. And you want to leave now. Fritzy has been at the pool every afternoon. I really have. Yeah. <laughs> Before work, I actually put my towel down yeah. at 6 o'clock in the morning. He, he, he wears those mirrored sunglasses. Yeah, so you can't see where he's looking. Very perfect. Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. Listening to my Run DMC at Hall & Oates and my headset. No, no, no. You think you're full of... Those women know you're looking at them. Do they? Yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the really dark? Yeah. Yeah. They try not to be obvious. <laughs> I, they do wear a very... Brave things. Men and women. Men and the women were very brave things. Do you think... I mean, okay, go. I wish I could... No, I wish I could... No, no, just pull it tell off. me what you're, you're you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is with the... With the Wait, you want to pull it off? I'm saying that there's very little material and very little fabric. Some look better in that than others. Some, you know, maybe have some kind of warped circus mirror from an amusement park and they think they see something. Like you're, you're critiquing. <laughs> <laughs> you're critiquing. <laughs> but that's why I'm, I'm, I don't wear that. You know what's weird? I, know I can't pull that off. Is that when you go to the pool, it's sort of like the twilight zone because Todd is there currently. And the pool is filled with people who look like that 18-year-old Todd picture. Just him shredded, oh. shirtless. And that's who's walking around the pool, and Todd is also there now. It's a constant reminder of giving up working out for chicks <laughs> and them and having the mountain doing it. It's a little depressing. I try not to think about what I looked like 30 years ago. I just enjoy the view of these uh, younger folks. I might not have hired you if you look like that, you know, you were a jacked Mark Ruffalo. We don't. We don't need that. that guy. No, I we don't. We don't. Out of place. Though. Yeah, yeah. You're you're at home here with us, and we're glad to have I'm you. Gonna, I think that's a couple of. Yeah, it is. Somewhere. It is somewhere in there. Uh, so, what's the poll question we're going to go with? Are you going to bet on the Super Bowl? Uh we can with that. One more. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Is Tom Brady back next year? We have uh, to do it at some point, and he is sort of stealing the okay. limelight. I'm going to show this photo of Brady coming up in a little bit, and then I don't know what Tom is doing. I don't know what he's saying. We're going to do a deep dive on the photo and then a deep dive on Tua Tonga-Bailoa, who walked on the set yesterday. We're going to break down the footage of him walking on the set because Seton thinks he unearthed something, and uh, this will be our Zapruder film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this affects his draft status, but Seton thinks he noticed something yesterday. And we'll, uh, we'll have that video for you coming up. I almost feel bad bringing this report. You almost do. Almost. Yeah, but you're still going to do as it. As a journalist, I feel Of like course, that. as a journalist. All right, we'll take a break. Krista McCaffrey will join us on the program. Glad to have you on board. This is the Dan Patrick Show. All right, it's that time of year again. Time for resolutions, and one of them might be to read more and enjoy books. And I want to tell you about Audible for that very reason. tell you, I recently checked out a book, Talking to Strangers, by Malcolm Gladwell. Unbelievable Incredible stories about there about how we make mistakes when we first meet someone. That's the kind of thing you can get at Audible. You can start listening with a 30-day Audible trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash dp or text dp to 500 slash 500. Again, the book I checked out was Talk to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. There's so many unbelievable books and titles on there. Again, audible.com slash dp or text dp to 500 slash 500. It's a new year. It's time to get smarter and choose some really good books at Audible. Audible.com slash DP or text DP to 500 500. Audible.com slash DP. If you have a lot of student loan debt, and I know a lot of you really do, uh, I need to tell you about this company. It's called Credible.com. Credible.com is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. And so they're basically this great company. They're helping people get out of student loan debt. And if you've got student loan debt, you could really benefit from going to Credible.com. With a lower rate, you could save on interest. You can lower your monthly payment. And with a shorter loan term, you can get debt-free faster. Consolidate all your student loan bills in one place, and it's just this incredible peace of mind that you sorely need. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been since refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 lenders. 
and it only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. So go to Credible.com slash Dan. That's Credible, C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Dan. And when you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Just fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you're eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance your student loans and start saving. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Every day this week we have uh, brought out a Miami sports-related icon, and today it's Dwayne Wade, our street artist, Darcy, did a wonderful job this entire week. And even on short notice, he did the Kobe Bryant mural. That was a couple of days ago. And after the news broke on Monday, he said, can I paint a Kobe Bryant mural? And we came up with a picture, gave it to him, and he went downstairs and uh, took him about eight hours to paint that. And then Dwayne Wade, uh, we had Dan Marino yesterday. Don Shula also had him. Michael Irvin, when he was at the U, was also uh, one of the other uh, great portraits that R.C. did. So you can see all of those on the uh, website. Uh, celebrity sightings last night, all I got were text messages saying, celebrity sighting, save it. So who wants to go first with their celebrity sighting before we bring in Christian McCaffrey? I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so at the pool yesterday, uh, one Mr. Do oh, you, you want to try to guess? Do I have to give you any hints or just say who it is? How do you want to play that? I'll guess. Okay, I'll, I'll give you this hint. Okay. Um, it was a real cool experience. Andy Cohen. What, are you kidding me? How did you get that? Just from that clue? Well, you just said real. Right, but just from the word real you knew, just the, I was talking about like real housewives? And I watched that, the Jersey one and the L.A. one. I was going to guess Kevin Van Dam, the fisherman, real. But oh, really? It is. Very unlikely. Real. So Andy was walking by, and I took a picture with him. It was uh, very yeah. upsetting because uh, my wife's a big fan of those shows. So I thought he'd get a kick out of it. He had a Band-Aid on and like, some kind of cut under his eye like he was part of Fight Night last night. I don't know if he tripped and injured himself in the hotel room or whatever. I was surprised he was willing to take a picture because you know how people are. If that gets out in social media, he, he wasn't like ready for prime time with some... Facial injuries. Did you put your arm around him? I sure did, and I was wearing a tank top. And oh, I was a little God. sweaty. And no, I had the sunblock on. I was kind uh, of oily. But uh, hey, that wasn't it, though. Who, no, no. Oh, what else? Can I give you a few other names? Okay, run How by the story. Go. Okay, i, I got to get to Okay, Rex and Rob Ryan. I saw a walk they're by the pool. They're not celebrities. Rex and Rob Ryan. No, they're not. On fight nights, I saw Saquon Barkley and Joel Klatt and Chris Rose who say hi. Max Kellerman, Doug Gottlieb, and Julie Stewart-Binks. Okay. My friend Julie. All right. McLovin, you got one before we bring in Christian McCaffrey? By the way, uh, the, what we did last night, brought to you by Stoli Vodka. Since 1938, Stoli's been uh, setting the bar high with the uh, finest quality vodka. They got new flavors, lime, cucumber, citrus, and uh, you'll love Stoli. Stoli and soda, by the way. Zero sugar, low carbs, only 100 calories. Savor Stoli. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, I saw ESPN Radio's Jason Fitz was sitting near the... That's funny because I saw Ryan Rossillo. That was my yeah. Oh. Those are your celebrity sightings? Yeah, huge. Wow. Yeah, Paul. Uh, I preface this by saying I was also stoly infused last night. <laughs> yeah. And um, I saw Martha Stewart. Whoa. Match. And, uh, yeah, we didn't kick it or anything, but I saw Martha Stewart and Stoop Dog. Not in the same place, even though they've got history together. Okay. But the person I met last night who was super cool and, and I've totally done a 180 on you wouldn't believe it. Matt Patricia, the head coach of the Lions, I met and had a drink with Matt Patricia. He had his hair combed, no hat on, no pencil over the ear, a suit and tie. I didn't recognize the guy. And he is a, is it a mensch? Was that? Yeah. He's <laughs> a mensch. A mensch and a coach. He was fantastic, Matt Patricia. He loves you guys. And he was super cool. All cleaned up. Oh. He, he was great. Super bro. Shockingly. Does he listen to this show? Because... I think so. I've been known to rip him a little bit there. Uh, we got to have him on. He was super great. Okay. All right. You know who I saw last night? Dan Levitard. Yep. Nice. Yeah. In nice Miami? Car. Yeah. I saw Dan Levitard and his lovely wife. Yes, McLeod. I saw Jason Fitz. Okay. I know you do. All right. Our next guest is one of the top three athletes in his family. Maybe top five. We'll see. He was an academic All-American at uh, Stanford, which is not an Ivy League school. Uh, communications major. 
Wait, academic All-American for communications? Really? He's been called sneaky fast his whole life, and maybe someday he'll graduate to just fast. Please welcome Christian McCaffrey. Yay! Kind of, kind of walked on staring me down there. With what? 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 Was that your game face? Oh, no, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. I appreciate you having me back. Are you still sneaky fast? Or are you now fast? I'll always be sneaky fast, <laughs> gym rat, smart guy. Always. Coach's son. Yeah, coach's son. Yeah. Yeah. What do people say on the street to you, outside of Carolina, like just walking around here? Not much. Not much. I'm. I'm a, I can. I can get by. You know, there's a lot of guys in the league who are very recognizable. Uh, it's getting it's getting to where I'm, I'm you know I'm getting more recognizable, but I can get away pretty well without you know without getting bugged. But so you can are, just walk down the street and people just I, I blend in. I ride a longboard to to practice every day, a little electric scooter, a little boosted board. Yeah, I ride that to practice every day. No one no one says a word. But people are really nice too. And in Charlotte, they're very respectful and of, of your space and of your time. And so you know the southern hospitality. Sometimes that's it. That's it too. But. Can, where is your team right now in, in moving forward? I know you bring in an offensive coordinator and a new coach, but and Luke Keekley's retiring, Greg Olson's retiring. You don't know what Cam Newton is doing. Like, is this, does it feel like a rebuild? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, new coaching staff, a, a lot of new players. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of guys like Luke and Greg uh, who aren't going to be with us anymore. Um, you know, it's it's the sad reality of, of, of the NFL, you know. Um, you know, coming in, I'm thinking I'm going to play with these are my best friends. I'm going to play with them my whole career. And uh, going into year four, and it's like, you know, everybody's kind of going separate ways. It's, it's it's the sad reality of the league. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I got to play with guys like Greg, guys like Luke, who, you know, not only obviously they're, they're great players, but great people and good friends and will be lifelong friends. So, um, you know. I, I have to sit back and appreciate that, you know, I got to practice against guys like Luke Keekley every day. Did he ever hit you? You know, he's an unbelievable practice player. So uh, he takes care of his guys. Uh, he never, maybe, uh, we, I mean, we would do one-on-one pass pro in camp and, and, and we'd go out a little bit there. But, um, I mean, he, he's the model pro, pro football player. You know, he do, did it the right way. You know, was never dirty, was never cheap. Um, had a million tackles and... Uh, you know, somebody that's very easy to emulate. McLovin says the tackles are overrated in the NFL. That tackles are? Tackles are. Well, because if you have a million tackles, that means the other team had a million offensive snaps. You're not getting them off the field. So, like, the bet, you know, the leading tacklers are not always so do you want Do you want them not to tackle the guy? Not As a competitor, I would rather them tackle the guys than not. I don't think they're overrated. Now, by the way, he went to Dartmouth. Well, if it's the other team, I, I like your theory, though. I would, don't want them to tackle him. <laughs> it's more of like an Ivy League stat, Dan. So yeah, I don't I, expect, I'll stay out of the conversation. Yeah, I don't expect, Stanford's now. I, mean, I dropped out, so I got no yeah, business. Stanford's yeah. Yeah, it's like a state school, right? Yeah, there. yeah. It's a yeah, safety school, yeah. Did you get your degree? I did not, no. My mom reminds me of it about every week that I'm a college dropout, so I hear enough. Yeah, but... You get an honorary degree from Stanford, can't you? I, I, I'll go back. I'll okay. go back and get it. Wait, it's haven't done it. I had plan A, which was to play in the NFL, and I haven't had a plan B, so I'm, I'm still focusing on plan A. Okay, but communications? Yep. They, they offer that at Stanford? They do. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They do, yeah. And I went full head first into communications. But what do you want to do with that? Play football. No. <laughs> you didn't want to study yeah. that much. No, you I, wanted to be able to play football. It's, it's, and this is honest. You know, it's so hard to, uh, you know, not that people. I had teammates who were management science and engineering majors, <laughs> who were physics majors. And, you know, I would be at practice feeling great, really energetic. And they would show up. Um, I was up all night, you know, on a piece set. And I, you know, we just chose different paths. But. Um, you know, I, I was, uh, no, but no, in all seriousness, I, I did study hard and it, it, Stanford is a, they do not give a whole lot of leeway to their athletes as far as, you know, their, their grades go. So, um, that's something that makes the school so great. They, they do have a high standard. So if not Stanford, where would you have gone? Oh, man, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would have gone to the university of Northern Colorado. 
To play dad, for your dad? Play, yeah. <laughs> play for my dad, yeah. So, um, Do you think no, he would have I mean, started? I hope so. <laughs> Uh, no, but my, my, my brother played at Duke. Uh, I was highly considering Duke. My older brother played there. Um, you know, a lot of the Pac-12 schools were the schools that offered me. I didn't have, you know, whole, I think Vanderbilt offered me in the SEC, and that was it. Uh, so it was pretty much Pac-12 or, or Duke. Do you think that a running back has a certain number of touches, you know, that that's it, that, that your body has a number I don't think so. I mean, every every player has a has a lifespan, you know, no matter what position you play. Um, you know, there's guys. Look at Adrian Peterson. You know, he's done it forever. He's yeah. done it at a high level forever. There's guys who, you know, do it for eight years. There's guys who do it for 14. I think it, it all comes down to the individual and how you take care of yourself, how you take care of your body, and and mentally how much you're you're you know willing to go and. Um, you know, a guy like Luke Keekley played eight years, but you know, like I said, he did have so many tackles. The amount of you know touches and, and tackles that he had is equivalent to most people's 13-year span. And um, but I don't know if there's like a magic number. I think it's just a feel thing for that certain individual. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Welcome to the NFL moment. Uh, maybe you know, I, it's a big. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal when you walk into the locker room for the first time and, you know, you see all these different guys. But when I, when I stepped on the field, my, my first run play was the outside zone right to Julius Pepper's side. And, uh, you know, they called it right there, and, and I line up, and I and I, I think I just looked over there. And and, and, and he's, he's big. Everyone knows he's big. But if you've never seen him in person, you don't understand. Um, and, and so I, I went... I, and I ran. I mean, it, it, nothing ended up happening, but I think I, I, I jogged back to the to the sideline. I was like, I just ran, you know, right at Julius Peppers in practice. I was seven when he got drafted, <laughs> and uh, so that that was a welcome to the NFL moment. Like, I'm I'm really playing with guys like this now. So, but but honestly, I mean, I, I expected to be there, and and I don't know if I was ever. I, you know, I got fortunate. My dad played in the league for so long. I got fortunate. I got to learn from him, and you know, kind of understand how it all works. Who's the best athlete in the family? My mom. Mom's the best athlete in the family. Uh, I have to say that, but it's also true. <laughs> Wait, did uh, she really cry when you were born? That's a true story. If you ever have her on the show, she'll, she'll tell you the story. Um, she cried when she had me, not because she was happy, because she knew she was never going to have a girl, and she was right. You know, <laughs> my three brothers and myself, so I guess that was her. her she just knew at that point, she's like, I'm never going to have a girl, and she really wanted a girl. So. Who did you have on your wall, poster-wise? I had so many guys. Me, me and all my brothers, we, we were big fans of putting the, you know, the Sports Illustrated pictures on the wall of, you know, certain athletes and stats and basketball and football and baseball, whatever it was. Um, but I had just about every running back you can think of. Uh, all the Broncos guys back in the day, just when my dad played. So I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. How good were you at basketball? I could play. You know, I mean, I. I yeah, I could play. I was good. I was good enough to get a couple, you know, D2 offers and, uh, you know, play it. We had a pretty good high school team, played AAU my whole life. I love basketball to death, so I was all right. Not bad. Did you ever meet Kobe? I never did. I never got the chance to, uh, unfortunately. But, that, I mean, what a legacy that, that, that he has and uh, one of the saddest things in the world. It still doesn't feel real, but... Um, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for him and, and everything that he's done. And uh, my prayers are with him and, and, and his family and everybody affected, you know, all the other families affected in that tragedy. You know, it's a very sad, sad deal. But, you know, I look, you try to look at the positive in every situation. And I think one thing I've, I've learned from it is, is you see how one person uh, united the entire world. You know, he's a global hero. And, uh I think it changed a lot of people's perspective on how precious life is and how you really need to appreciate every single moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate I got to watch him play basketball and, and watch him, um, you know, live his life and, and to see what he's done. Christian McCaffrey joining us on behalf of uh, Old Spice there. I was going to say, you, it's not often when you say to another man you smell good, but when I walked over to you, I said you smell yeah. good. Yeah. Do you wear deodorant for a game? Not for the game, No. Not for the game. I don't want you don't smell too good in the game, and people start to wonder what, what you're doing. But um, yeah, no, doing doing a lot with Old Spice. You know, they just dropped their uh, their new line, so they have it in a body wash and a and a uh, deodorant. 
So, I mean, after these spin moves, they might need one. It might have been the most athletic thing they've done their whole life. Could Mike or um, guys tackle you, do you think? Could, could they tackle me? No. No. Like if you're on the football field and those four guys are there. Oh. They couldn't tackle you. No. <laughs> I mean, pause for a moment there. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah, McLovin. I, I just saw the I just saw the tryout on the field. Okay. Okay. Yeah, McLovin. Good thing uh, tackles are overrated anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I also know you do some stuff for the military. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to mention that as well. Yeah, so I, you know, every year I, you know, I do something with the military. It's something that, you know, as far as philanthropy goes, um, you know, I have, a, I have a big heart for our veterans and for all of our active duty military. And uh, so, you know, I'm sending an uh, active duty Marine this year to the Super Bowl, him and his brother. Uh, any chance I have, I have a chance to get back. Uh, you know, I partner with whoever I can. We did it with USAA, did a good job of, um, you know, helping me out there. And, and it's fun for me because I like talking to these guys and learning from them and picking their brains. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. And hopefully in, in the future, you know, we'll, we'll do a lot lot bigger stuff that, that hopefully can really impact the military community. Um, but anytime I get a chance to do something like that, I, I have fun with it. And you know, I, I know they do too. Did you meet Jordan down in Charlotte? I have never, I've never met him either. Yeah, I need to get out more. Yeah. Why don't you go to a game? I've been to a game, but I just didn't meet him at the game. Oh, yeah. So why don't you leave a ticket for him for an NFL game? Yeah. You think he needs tickets to get to the NFL game? Well, no, no, it's the gesture. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's a be like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave two tickets for Mike. And yeah. then they'll go, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike Jordan. Uh, yeah. I want Worst him. case scenario, people are like, damn, Christian knows Michael <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. So. Uh, good luck with Old Spice, and of course, uh, the uh, salute to service. Military appreciation Thank as well. Great it. to see you. Christian McCaffrey. We'll take a break. Back after this from the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, sports fans. I have a daily sports podcast I want to tell you about from Wondery and The Athletic. It's called The Lead. Now, Wondery have produced some of my absolute favorite podcasts, and The Athletic, they're some of the best storytellers in the sports business, and they have a podcast every weekday morning. The Lead brings you a deep dive into the biggest sports stories of the day from The Athletic's all-star team of local and national sports writers. Uh, stories like, you know, that 49ers running back that's just come out of nowhere and dominating, or a deep dive into the Zion era. It is upon us, and what does it mean for the NBA? All of that and much, much more. So if you're looking for the full story behind last night's scores and today's hot takes, make sure you subscribe to The Lead from Wondery and The Athletic on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And to give you a taste of what we're talking about, we're going to play a quick clip from The Lead at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. All right? Enjoy. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. Play of the day. Ryan brings it up the fourth left-handed dribble quickly into the front court. Throws the alley-oop. Patrick hammers it home. The first 30-point game of the sophomore's career. The Zags lead by 11. Wait, that's the play of the day? Gonzaga against Santa Clara? Come on. Wow, wasn't there an NBA game last night? i got to check with Mario there. Learfield IMG College. This is uh, DJ Khaled. Is that, uh, does that sound right here, kids? That's <laughs> Sure. He's playing every concert down here, by the way. I'm not sure exactly what he does. I don't know. He's like a producer or something like that. Every every time I see him, I saw him on stage a couple of years ago for the DirecTV J-Lo, and he's like, another one. Another one. I don't know what that even means. He's got the crowd all worked up. I don't know what he does. 
I don't know his music. Uh, yes, McLeod. Did you go to Lizzo or were you tempted to go to Lizzo last night? That was the talk of the town. I would have gone to see Lizzo. I would have, but it's, it's it's too late. I told Lizzo, I said, look, honey, you gotta you gotta start earlier. Like, oh, happy hour like concert, a six o'clock concert with Lizzo. Five forty-five tip-off time. <laughs> and I I wanted to blame it on my juice. Um, that's a song though. It's a lyric that uh, got it, Lizzo. You don't know that, Seaton? You're not in the Lizzo. Are, are you more DJ Khaled? Uh, I'd probably pass on both. Okay. Today, so <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> no offense. And then Gaga's playing on Saturday night, right? Oh, yeah. And I, then, I go see Gaga. And J-Lo's doing some pre- uh, Okay, oh, oh, J-Lo's here? Yes. <laughs> you didn't notice? Play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. Go to LegalZoom.com and enter the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. For special savings, LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick, LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Okay. I don't know if there's a prop bet of A-Rod watching J-Lo perform during the Super Bowl. Does Fox cut away and show A-Rod with his camera out, maybe videotaping or taking pictures of J-Lo while she performs with Shakira? What do you think? Yes, Definitely. The last, there was a Super Bowl party, I think, in Minnesota, the DirecTV had, and J-Lo performed, and A-Rod was right next to where we were, and he was standing, he's a big dude, and he was standing, and he had his phone out, and he was clapping for it. He was not hiding in the background. He was mm. backing up his girl. I'm gonna guess that, that that he'll be there. He'll get he'll get on TV. He should be one of the backup dancers. Just a little impromptu move or two and then get out like a, a cameo. I think he's going viral on Sunday night. I think A Rod's going viral, <laughs> as the kids like Did to you say. Do you remember uh, when Ciara was dancing and Russell Wilson was in the back yeah. sort of like I mean, that's what A Rod should do. Sort of put his foot up, pop his head a little bit. If my wife danced like Ciara, Russell Wilson's wife. I, I don't think I would try to dance along with her. Russell knows his limitations off the field yeah. with that situation. Yeah. He just kind of kept the beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, yeah, I watched the Grammys last week, and they show the crowd dan- every time they go to the celebrities dancing, and they are always awkward moments. Like, I would never sit front row Grammys. And yeah. the Oscars, too, they do that now. You have to dance at these events. And your hands have to be above the oh. waist. If you can't keep them down, because then you're not enthused, you gotta got to get the... And then you got to do the white guy overbite yeah. with your... It just happens so naturally. Yeah, it does. All of a sudden, you're in it, and you're I like, know. ah, no, I'm doing it. I know. It's like when people say, oh, how... Like, you see somebody who can really dance. You're like, man, that's so natural. I don't know if people look at us and go, man, it's so natural. You, you have no rhythm, and you have the white man overbite, and then you got your hands up here. Yes, McClellan. Can you use your power to change the rules where you don't have to dance at concerts, where you can just watch the show? Because oh, no, I it's a... the wedding that I have a problem with. Oh, okay. The concert, I'm okay. But Really? You, know, we- like, you don't feel pressure to dance at every song like like at a concert? Like, if you went to see Lizzo, you'd be expected to be jamming the whole time. But I would be dancing if I went to see Lizzo. Yes, Paul. You could have a no dancing section at a concert. Ticketmaster or whatever, SeatGeek, they could have that as an option. When, when I'm at a concert with my wife... I stay physically behind her where I'm shielded by her because she knows how to Mm. dance. And I just kind of keep the beat like Russ did and Mm. try not to be embarrassed. Yes. But if you're not standing, could you – if you're not dancing, could you just stand there? That's probably even more awkward. If you want to watch and look at her on stage and not just stare at the big screen, you might as well be home watching on TV. But you have to stand because there's people blocking you, dancing in front of you. So you have to kind of do some kind of gyration. You just move just a little bit. But some songs aren't really good for just swaying back and forth. When's the last time you went to a concert? I saw Hall and Oates like five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Billy Joel? The Billy Joel's really not the gyration. No, that's music. singing along. You just sing along with Billy Joel. On DMC, just kind of rapping along with the lyrics. You should get out a little more often. Oh, you think I should? Yeah, you should get out a little more often. I'm excited about Shakira, though. Shakira, Shakira. Your hips continue to not look. Oh, I know, I know. All right, uh, we just showed a picture of Tom Brady during the live look-in where I don't know if he's walking out of the stadium or walking into the stadium, but that was all that he put out on Twitter. There was nothing else attached to that. What is Tom saying in that photo? Maybe it's like Brett Favre where he can't decide one way or the other. He's in between. You know, Favre went back and forth a hundred times. Maybe Brady's going to do that to him. But Brady wants to play. Definitely. Yeah. So what's he going back and forth on? A lot of people read that that means I'm walking away. But is he walking into the stadium or walking out of the stadium? I couldn't tell from the photo. 
Yes, Scott. And it's not only that. There's like uh, like a double thing going on. Isn't it a black and white picture? It's trying to tell the world that my decision is just is not as black and white as we'd like to think. Just retire or stay with the Patriots. Oh, wow, so, so, think, so it's a, it's about the walk and what he's doing mm. and the choice of black and white as opposed to a color show. Mm. But that could have been Giselle saying, look, photos like that look better in black and white. More lovely. dramatic. By the way, black and white photos, still the best. Like, you see something dramatic, it's usually black and white photo. Yes, Paulie? I'm really looking at this photo. It doesn't look like Tom is walking into the stadium. Mm. But do you think this is like a setup for an Uggs ad or a... Absolutely. Uh, some type of mo- monster Super Bowl commercial? Yep. Also, I don't think this is Tom Brady in the picture. The guy looks about 6'1", and uh, he does not have the silhouetted V cut of Tom's clothing that I've come to know. Mm. Custom tailored. That's right, Jeff. Wow. Break it down. We did if a deep it, dive on it. If this thing ends up just being some stupid Uggs commercial where he's like, when I'm walking with feet, whatever, I'm going to be pretty upset. Not or, very upset, but like, or this he, is dumb. Doesn't he do that Stetson cologne? Uh, smoky? Yeah. I think that was what we thought it smelled like. Smells like Edelman. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> with a side of Amandola in there. Oh. 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 I'm buying it. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I like Seaton's idea uh, pre-show. Go. Our studio audience is going, why are we here? Like, what, what are, are we doing, doing here? here? Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to see We it. came here to watch this? Yeah. Yes, McLeod. They should go full A-Rod, and uh, Seaton's said in the third quarter announced he's re-signing with the Patriots. He's so mad that he's not there. Just make the announcement during the game. It felt like sort of a cry for attention with... Because he doesn't get any attention I know, year-round. But, but, you know, this time of the year, he's always here. And he can't be here because Patriots got eliminated. But it felt like he was saying, hey, I'm lonely. I'm all by myself. I want to play football. I'm at the stadium. Please, somebody come get me. Coming up, we'll talk to Russell Wilson. Baby number three on the way for uh, the Wilson family. We're going to come up with a name for Russell Wilson. And Joe Burrow from LSU will stop by as well. Seaton, Paulie, Fritz, and McLovin, yours truly here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's Super Bowl week, Kavitha. Yeah, man. I mean, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs just went off during these playoffs. And that Niners defense is just stout. Right. And the one guy everyone will be watching closely is the dude who torched the souls of Packers fans and basically gave Jimmy Garoppolo the day off. Another first down carry and more. How about a touchdown? His fourth touchdown of the ball game. Raheem Mostert ran for 220 yards and four touchdowns against Green Bay. This is a guy who was cut by six different NFL teams and who, before the season, was mostly seen as a special teams player. And so today, we're going to speak with the athletic Tim Kawakami, who has been covering the 49ers for years, about how much of a surprise Mostert's performance really was, if he was a one-game wonder, and how surfing has influenced the way he runs. The wave hits and then he's gone. It's a very interesting kind of combination of a surfer running back. From Wondery and The Athletic, I'm Anders Kelto. And I'm Kavitha Davidson. This is The Lead. It felt like something great was happening. There was just something about the emotion and that moment. This isn't a story where you're going to be the absolute home. It stays with you. So, Tim, Raheem Mostert's performance against the Packers was truly historic. What was his reaction after the game? Uh, it was like, yay, Raheem, did you know that was one of the greatest games a running back ever had in the NFC Championship game? No, I did not, actually. And truthfully, for you to even say that right now is like, I, I'm still shocked. Like, I can't believe that. That's the kind of guy he is, the kind of guy a lot of these players are, but especially Raheem had been bouncing around from, league, from team to team. Really wasn't thought of as a running back until the 49ers just started plugging him in there, and he just never had a bad run. He just never went for less than five yards, so you might as well just keep giving it to him. Somehow the handoff into the arms of Mostert. He's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. You know, just he still acts like a journeyman. He acts like a guy who was a special teams player who isn't going to be a featured back. 
while he's putting up some of the you know mega numbers in the playoffs, that they all treat themselves and they look at the world like they're a bunch of journeymen. It's, it's very, very refreshing. Uh, and I think it is a large part of how they've kind of coalesced together. They all, nobody's bigger than anybody else in that locker room. Even the guy who goes for 200 and whatever yards in the NFC Championship game. He's a surfer, right? He is a surfer. First of all, you got no wetsuit on. You're just straight trunks. You ride longboard, shortboard. You've been to Mavericks yet? Like, like, walk us through the surfing and when you started and how you get into that. You know, I started uh, surfing when I was about 13 or 14, and uh, you know, it's just been a big hit for me, uh, going out there on the waves and riding the waves like you see in this video, man. Uh, just enjoying the, the the atmosphere and the water, and I, I want to go to Mavericks. You know, almost got a surfing contract from Billabong. He's you know, Florida waves out here in California. We're not sure what that is, but uh, <laughs> I guess they get waves out there. And he certainly he runs like a surfer. Mostert in the backfield. He gets it. Samuel out in front. Touchdown. Kind of feels the crest. He kind of like glides towards to where the hole is, and he catches the next wave. And there he's gone. And guys. Don't expect him to get past him, and they get past him. It's not like a classic running back. He's not like Walter Payton juking, juking, juking. He's kind of kind of filling the moment, feeling where it is. The wave hits, and then he's gone. It's a very interesting kind of combination of a surfer running back. And uh, do you think he's been enjoying his time in the spotlight here? <laughs> yes, I think he has. He understands what it's like not to be any part of this, to be a such an afterthought you're cut by five teams. He understands that, you know, a world where he's not a star. He's lived in that world. So he's going to enjoy it a little bit. Again, I don't think he's seeking out crazy fame, but these guys are all kind of enjoying it. Right now, they're all kind of like, this is pretty good. This is pretty good right now. And so, Tim, Mostert's performance seemed to come out of nowhere. But did you foresee this? You know, I don't think you ever foresee a guy going for 200 plus and then NFC Championship unless he's, you know, a top, top pick. He certainly wasn't. But he's been impressive. Every time he's carried the ball, he's been impressive. He's been a star special teamer, so you knew he had some skills. But you saw something building there, and you sometimes running backs just come out of nowhere. You just, the Shanahans are famous for that. Pulling some guy out of the fifth round, he runs for 1,000 yards. Mostert is in that category. They tapped into something with him. Kyle Shanahan recognized it, though. So he's been good for most of the season. Well, Tim, thanks for joining us, and it'll be interesting to see if Mostert and the 49ers can pull it off on Sunday. All right. I'll see you. Talk to you later. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.